0: Welcome everyone to the all new Wild Will Throwdown Podcast. I am your host, Will Greenwell. And guys, this new podcast, we're so excited about launching. It's all about short track racing in our area and all over the Midwest and South. We're going to be highlighting different winners from the previous week of all of our tracks. We're going to preview the upcoming schedules go over points from various tracks, and just talk about in general. We'll have interviewing of promoters and racers and every which way, safety personnel. It doesn't matter. If it's short track material, we're going to use it here on the Wild Wheel Throwdown. Guys, we're so excited. This is the Wild Wheel Throwdown. I am your host, Will Greenwell. We're getting ready to rock it out. We have a very incredible show for you today for our pilot episode. This is the very first edition of the Wild Will Throwdown and uh, we're going to have a very special guest on with us today. He is none other than Ryan Bowling. He is the CEO founder of Dirt 2 Media, and you'll get to know him and myself if you don't already know me and how this whole thing originated a lot on today's episode, so we're excited for that, but first, we're going to take a look at the results from this past weekend. There were some racing going on, and uh, we'll start off with NASCAR. Of course, the national campaign, we saw Corey Haim and the NASCAR Camping World Truck series pick up the win there and a thriller always a thriller with the nascar camping world truck series also ty gibbs on a hot streak right now with the nascar xfinity series he picked up another win and of course that all cool brand new racing surface at atlanta motor speedway and i know there's a lot of different topics about that racetrack with the new degrees of banking and whatnot but man the racing that it provided was incredible from my standpoint bump drafting kind of got the super speedway flair of daytona with a mile and a half length of the track so it was really cool to see of course there was a lot of tore up cars now but uh, you know we saw william byron at the end with a big crash coming across the start finish line at atlanta motor speedway been there a couple times it's an amazing facility and uh bruton smith and everybody keeps making it better and better so uh, awesome to see that race we had some local racing going on up at Paragon Speedway up in Paragon, Indiana. Of course, the new promoters up there trying to make that track bigger and better. Great facility. C.J. Leary picks up the inaugural win at Paragon. Of course, the No Way Out 40 was ran prior in 2021. At Brownstown Speedway in Brownstown, Indiana. So CJ Leary picks up that inaugural win at that facility and a beautiful $14,000 payday for CJ Leary. And of course, a lot of our locals went down to Pensacola, Florida this past weekend at Five Flags Speedway. The Bernard's Arca Series East was competing down there. Of course, the VORS Compact Touring Series. We saw a lot of different things go on there. And uh, we saw Chris Jennings pick up the win. Dylan Kalen came in second in the 18K. Brent Scheffler picked up third. Another one of our locals, Kyle Frame, who finished, I believe, second in the point standings last year. And this is the big shocker to me. and very happy to see it. Nick Cooper in the 44C. Of course, last year, he picked up the uh, Race 8, cutting the X-Series In 2020, I believe, 2021 was Alex Booby this year, but uh, Nick Cooper picked up a uh, fifth place spot in a brand new car that he debuted at Five Flags, and that's a Vors Compact. We usually see the gray and orange car uh, that he raced at Sportstrom Speedway and Salem Speedway, but it was really cool to see Nick Cooper pick up that uh, fifth place spot. I know he was shocked afterwards, but it was really cool to see uh, him get a top five podium. And here locally, also this past weekend, Sportstrom Speedway held their final practice session on Sunday afternoon. Of course, Saturday, the weather wasn't uh, that feasible to have the cars out there for practice, but tons of cars, as usual, showing up for that practice session. Um, the Ford division continues to grow down there at Sportstrom Speedway. Last year, they had over 100 entries signed up in preseason signups. Uh, this year, they're close to that or over. I haven't really checked it as of yet, but uh, that's the birth place of the affordable Fords, and it continues to show each and every week down there. Uh, the, the Powder Puff was also out in many numbers. Of course, the Kentucky Ana Tank Wash Modified Figure 8. It's growing in numbers. The ICA Dumpster Sportsman. Uh, and of course, Harold Adams Race 8 program. The Front Wheel Drive Oval and Figure 8 Division. So it was really cool to see that happening this past weekend as well. Beautiful afternoon Sunday. So it's really cool to see what their upcoming schedule looks like, as we will be previewing that here in the coming weeks as well. Uh, But, man, it's just such an incredible thing to see. Race fans, coming up next, we're going to have our special guest, Ryan Bowling from Dirt 2 Media, the CEO founder. And we'll find out a little bit about him and how Dirt 2 Media came to be, bringing all of the short track action to you fans at home each and every week. And that was Ryan Bowling with Dirt 2 Media, awesome info from him. And hopefully you guys got to know me a little bit as well. But another segment that we're going to be doing here on the Wild Will Throwdown Podcast is upcoming, the schedule for the following weekend. And this following weekend is, of course, a lot of openers for a lot of tracks. It is March 26th weekend, and we have some big things coming up. Now, we have everything from if you're a motorsport fan of drag racing or you're a motorsport fan of truck and tractor pulling or you're a short track asphalt fan or dirt, you can find it all this weekend, March 26th. Starting up with the inaugural event at Freedom Hall, of course, before this event, the National Farm Machinery Show Championship Tractor Pool was the only thing that took place inside of Freedom Hall. But man, this weekend, the Mid America Trucking Show going on at the Exposition Center. But also inside Freedom Hall is going to be the inaugural Mike Trailer Winter Nationals from the Lucas Oil Pro Pulling. You're gonna see everything from modified mini rod tractors to hot rod semis, pro stock tractors, and of course, one of my favorites, the unlimited super stock tractor is gonna be taking place inside Freedom Hall. You pass there in the exposition center here locally and you already see the haulers beginning to arrive here. It's pretty much a spectacle inside Freedom Hall, a place where really indoor motorsports took its start from back in the 88 and 89 era. Of course, Scott Douglas had a big, big row in that, as well as Army Armstrong from the TNT. As you had the Bigfoot Gravedigger start, then you had the National Farm Machinery Show tractor pull that's been going on for years and years, which is really cool to see. So that's really neat to see that's going on this weekend at the Freedom Hall at the Kentucky Fair and Exposition Center. If you're into dirt and you're an open-wheel fan, then you're going to want to be at Brownstown Speedway this weekend for the inaugural spring meltdown. The 410 non-wing sprints, another big show. Last week was the $14,000 to win No Way Out 40 at Paragon. This weekend is the $10,000 to win inaugural spring meltdown. And if you're an open-wheel fan, you don't want to miss this show. You're going to have Midgets, the MMSA Mini Sprints are going to be there as well. So, Brownstown Speedway putting on a great show this coming up weekend. So, you don't want to miss that race, fans. That's going to be a good one. Then, of course, our friends down at Sports Speedway celebrating 76 years this year. And an incredible night of racing. The Kentuckiana Tank Wash Modified Figure 8. The ICA Dumpster Sportsman Division. The affordable Ford Oval and Ford Figure Eight, the Ford Powderpuff as well, and the Race Eight Pro Front Wheel Drive and Oval. So a stock car down there at SportsDrum Speedway. You always have to look at it SportsDrum Speedway. There's different categories as well as Salem. A lot of those Fords compete here as well. So just looking at it, you have Gamblers Garage, of course Zachary Cecil adding to that stable this year. Jake Wells, John Lister, Daniel Durrett, always a front runner there in that group of Fords. But then again, you have a lot of other Fords. You have the Shelton Group. They're always tough down there. Uh, Paul Taylor and the gang. Any way you look at it, there is some stout Fords coming from the Sportstrom Speedway era. Of course, you look at the Kentuckiana Tank Wash modified figure eight. Mike Berry debuting a new ride, I believe. Uh, I don't know if Jeremy Mitchell will compete, but uh, he racked up last year. Corey Harmon and Ricky Puckett, which is always tough there at Sports Drum Speedway. Uh, just looking forward to that this coming up weekend. ICA Dumpster, no different. Jamie Bierman in the 67, looking for a retribution ear, as last year she did not have the run that she wanted to at Sports Drum Speedway. And then you had Chad Dealey, uh, of course, in memorial uh, remembrance of his late father, Tom Dealey, which um, I love talking to Tom. I talk to him each and every week in the pit area. So um, he's going to go out and try to race hard for him. Nick Reed, you have him. Of course, Marcus Elliott. Marcus Elliott, one of the winningest ICA Dumpster Sportsman Division drivers down there at Sportsman Speedway. So that'll be really cool to see. So it's going to be a great year altogether in the ICA Dumpster Sportsman Division. And then you have to talk about it a lot, Race 8 program that Harold Adams has built Ah, uh, the front wheel drives down there. Uh, of course. The big story, and we'll have Harold on here very soon, I believe next week possibly, for our guest. Uh, He's going to talk about the modifications this year in the Race 8 program. Of course, everyone knows about the tire shortage. That's another big thing that uh, for coming weeks we'll be talking about. But uh, of course, going back to a street tire, I believe, is what Harold Adams is doing there for that program. Of course, at Salem Speedway, they run the Race 8 rules as well. Uh, So look forward to seeing how those guys and girls do in the Race 8 program. You have Dean Riley, who picked up a minivan figure eight win last year. uh, He's in that. He's always a show out. You know, he comes each and every week to the track. You know he's going to be there. Uh, It's really good to see anyone supporting a track like that. Uh, You also have Jamie Bierman, who picked up the win last year. So that was really cool to see. Um, And then you just look at it all over the place. You know, you have Nick Cooper, Alex Booby back. Uh, A lot of other drivers coming out for the Race 8 program, so really cool to see as well. And the Ford Powderpuff, you can't not go on without talking about those ladies. It's really cool. That's a growing division as well. We saw Tiffany Shelton last year at Miranda Basham, of course, picking up the championship. But Miranda Jane, I, b- I truly believe this is a breakout year for that young lady in the number 30 Ford machine. Uh, so that's really cool. She's looking for a great run this year. And Kenna Day, I mean, the list goes on and on in that division. Lisa Lanham, I believe, is registered in the Powder Puff division. So that's going to be cool to see. all right everybody welcome back to the wild will Throwdown podcast up next we welcome our guest today mr ryan bowling with dirt2media the creator the founder and the guru behind this so ryan how are you today and welcome
1: man i'm good will it's it's awesome to be on the show uh, awesome to get this show launched um you know i think i expect nothing but great things you know from from you and, and what you're doing for the sport um but yeah man we're sitting here at salem speedway it doesn't get any better than that honestly yeah, Salem Speedway, one of
0: the most historic. I believe this year we're celebrating 76 years, of course. Uh, you'll find out a little bit about me here shortly, but uh, there's other tracks in the area that's opened in 1947 as well, and I think that is really prestigious for a short track to survive in this economy that long, since 1947, so very cool. But let's get into it. Everyone wants to know, how did this Dirt to Media come about, because I've I hadn't heard of you guys since the past two years. You know, two years I've heard about you, two years prior to that I haven't heard about Dirt 2 Media. So, for those out there that don't know you, how did Dirt 2 Media come to be?
1: Yeah, so I don't know. Back in, I'll really throw it back here. So, about 2012, 2013, um, basically, you know, obviously always been a race fan. It's been, you know, in, in me forever and never had any media experience and uh, one of the track photographers at Brownstown Speedway was wanting to get into doing video work um, and I just you know happened to know him real well and he said hey I got I bought a video camera do you want to come to the track and help out this weekend I'm like man I know nothing about a video camera like I, I don't know anything about it you know up to that point I was you know had some family that raced and things so I hung out in the pits and I had been a fan and, and you know at that point and and where i was at with racing was you know sitting in the stands drinking a couple of beers just being a, a true race fan and i don't know we put the camera in my hand and we started videoing some some racing and then went to shops and did interviews and then just kind of branched from there and um i guess for whatever reason i, I must have been okay at shooting races and because it's it's sort of an art you know and um, a couple of of Larger media companies uh, said hey, uh, we've got races. Do you want to go shoot them? And I worked for dirt on dirt for a while, which is a dirt late model uh, website and um, Contributed to several other websites, you know for several years Um, Got to travel around the country did did a lot of races like Eldora and went uh, to Knoxville and then worked at Knoxville Um, and and everywhere in between you know it it was just uh, some of my best experiences honestly and it really you know just got me to the point where i knew that the media side of the sport is where i needed to be you know i I always you know had aspirations to be a driver like like i think everybody in the sport of of, of racing it on this side is is, we wanted to race you know i I know you probably did i i know i did but it just wasn't in the cards so um it just kind of you know, blossomed from there. I, you know, learned more and more and more about the media side and got to a point in about 2018 that I just, I didn't like just being a contributor anymore on, on somebody else's, you know, their side or their business. And I, I just felt like I had kind of picked up enough, you know, of the knowledge and know-how and had a lot of ideas that I wanted to do, you know, and um, basically just formed Dirt 2 Media. Uh, the name just kind of, you know, at the time we were just covering dirt racing. That was primarily all I did, and uh, it just kind of came about, and we started out still just doing, you know, on-demand. We, we would shoot the races on Saturday night, post them on Sunday or Monday the next week, and, um, you know, we actually had subscribers that, that, that came on board and, and watched, and, we got a pretty good return there and um you know live live broadcasting obviously in the past few years has really taken over the sport and i uh, mean we did our, our first live broadcast in october of 18 at fun fest at brownstown and you know basically the rest is history i, I kind of got addicted to it and you know since then we've we've done hundreds of shows from you know uh, Arizona to you know Florida, uh, just everywhere. You know we, we've we've covered a lot of territory and, and we've got a lot of territory yet to cover. Well, that's
0: really awesome uh, because you guys do do a lot. And now, kind of talking about the new generation, we see a lot of companies now. You, you see XR uh, from B- Barry in the gang, uh, who's at Bristol this week. Um, you, you talk about. Flow Racing, who now Michael Rigsby with Dirt on Dirt, is now vice president of that racing organization. Dirt on Dirt, I loved late model racing. That's been a huge part of who I am and watched when I was growing up. So my next question is, where do you see is the next step for Dirt 2 Media? Where do you see the future of Dirt 2 Media? There's a lot of great things that people talk about. So what do you see yourself in that?
1: Yeah, you know, you kind of hit on on Barry uh you know with XR and I think that you know obviously that's uh, that that's kind of sh- shaken the industry up a little bit, you know. I think that um, it's it's kind of opened some eyes to you know where things were, you know, the past few years and you know, it just it shows there's some instability out there, uh, you know, with, with streaming rights and then tracks and just, just everything right now is, is behind the scenes is, in, you know, it's unstable. You know, a lot of, you know, the normal race fans don't realize that, but there's a lot of instability. And, you know, as far as Dirt 2 Media goes, uh, you know, I, I do like the idea of, of getting involved on the promotional side. It's, it's really where I want to take things um, you know, because, you know, we can come in, we can stream an event, we can, you know, post photos on Facebook, we can do all these things, but we, you know, we really want to get involved on that side. And it's, it's a challenge. It's a lot of money. You know, we, we've spent a ton of money on, on dirt to media and we, we literally invest everything that comes in goes right back out. you know, I've not put the first dime in my pocket from this company. And, uh, you know, I'm proud of that, that, that we've, you know what we've done, but uh, but no, I think that's the next step. Is is you know we we want to maybe start out with an event. You know we, maybe we promote an event, put something together, lease a track, do something. You know for one event, see how things go. Um, but I think that you're going to see, and, and well, you're already seeing these media companies are becoming the promoters of events. You know with, with Flow Racing, they yeah they're a streaming company, but they. They've got more say in what's going on at these events than the than the track promoters do at this point. And they're the reason, you know, you're seeing Kyle Larson show up to these late model events. You know, Kyle loves racing. Kyle would would come race this event. But flow is really the reason that this is happening. And, and it's good for the sport. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to sound like it's, it's not good. But, um, you know, all the media companies right now are trying to, you know, kind of crawl their way and figure out, you know, how to get ahead and um, it's been fun to sit back because we're more on the grassroots level but i like taking you know some of, of you know the plays from their book and and seeing how we can apply it on this end but but yeah long story short there i think just we want to get more involved on the promotional side and um, hopefully here you know in the next i don't know one to three years um you know you'll probably see us transitioning there for sure
0: Absolutely, and uh, you know we we talk about your team. You know, I first worked with you guys during the Halloween 200 last year, which was a phenomenal weekend uh, of racing. But Mother Nature kind of rain on the parade. We had some adjustments to do in the broadcasting the schedule, and I think the Halloween 200 was a night race on Sunday. Your team was incredible. You know, I've gotten to work with some of those guys that week in girls and it's just how did that team form like i know were you friends with some of them i mean did you find some people because they were all phenomenal the camera work that they did it helps us like in the broadcast booth with the up close camera shots you know we, we can see what's going on on pit road because our job is to give those fans the more in-depth coverage so it's incredible so what what testament to your your group uh, do you have to say about them because they're phenomenal
1: yeah I mean my group really you know they they came up the same way I did you know I when I started this still um, you know I had you know no help other than you know at first we were just doing on-demand my first live show that we did um, Dustin roller who's now my business partner um, we set in a, um, a abandoned like Pepsi vending trailer at, at Brownstown Speedway and is where we set up shop and him and I both both knew nothing about this and you know what little I had brought from you know my previous experience with virtually nothing you know that that we knew about it Um, but we just kind of learned as we went and you know my my brother Nathan got involved and and uh, you know I just kind of gave him pointers on what I had learned shooting video and and he really adapted to it really quick and you know he's one of our you know top shooters that, that basically you know he came from no background of it. Um, you know, my other guy, Andy Couch, um, he's phenomenal, you know, not only behind the camera, but just all around. If, if we need to get something done, you know, Andy's the guy who's going to put his head down and go do it. You know, he's, he's. you know, we couldn't do it without him, honestly. And, and again, it was the same deal. He had no previous experience, no background in media at all. You know so we've that's one thing I'm really proud of is we've been able to put this together with no prior knowledge and and we're still learning I mean whether we still make mistakes we still you know it's I'm sure that people who have done it for years and years and years could come in and say man you guys are are, are rough but we are getting stuff done and and of course we got my dad you know dad's 70 years old and he's up and down the pit road here you know with the wireless camera and um, you know he had no experience either so that was cool to see um, but then some of the other people that we do bring in from time to time, there's just relationships I had formed, you know, working for other companies. We had Webb Dillard up here for the Halloween and we brought him up from the keys to work. And, you know, he's been in this deal for years and years and years and, and he knows things really well. But for the most part, man, it was all self-taught and we're, we're still, you know, teaching ourselves and learning every day.
0: So a last question for you here, um what is, what do you think in your mind is the state of short track racing? Because I think with these platforms, it's helped growing the sport. You know, when I'm home and which is rarely and not doing nothing or calling a race, I find something to watch, whether it's dirt vision with the world racing group, uh, with the world of outlaws or the big blocks or, you know, flow racing with a lot of your local late model races all down the deep South. Uh, and now NASCAR uh, has branched with flow racing now for their grassroots series. Um, dirt to media same thing you know the race you just did at paragon speedway this past weekend the state of short track racing i think is growing more and more and in guys like kyle larson chase Elliott running open wheel i think that helps the grassroots sport as well but man the state of short track racing is just phenomenal and what an area we live in for short track racing a lot of people don't know that the midwest the deep south i know i was in the deep south for a while in south carolina working but man it's just great to see
1: yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that, you know, like everything, you know, economy wise and just everything in life, there's going to be ups and downs. It's just part of it. And, you know, I think there for a while, you know, it seemed like we've seen things kind of on the downturn a little bit, you know, a few years back. But I would say here in the past two to three years, it's it's definitely, you know, on the, its way back up. And, you And like you said you know bringing kyle larson in and and and, you know nascar i think that they finally you know wisened up and and seen hey we're losing touch of of our grassroots side of things and they you know they've helped out a lot really and and i you know was a huge nascar fan as a kid lost touch of it i just i i for whatever reason it, it i lost interest in it but i'll tell you this year you know i have really I'm not going to say I'm a diehard, but I do pay a lot more attention, and, and I watch, and I pay, a, you know, attention to what they're doing as, as a company in general. And I think their head is in the right place, and it's only going to help, you know, our side of things in short track racing to continue to grow um, because they've just got such a reach of people. You know, there's millions of people that follow NASCAR. So when, you know, when these broadcasts, when they're posting pictures of Kyle Larson in a sprint car, they're you know on their social media they're showing guys you know racing on dirt that gets people interested so i think short track racing is going to continue to grow i know that you know live streaming obviously you can watch pretty much any short track race you want to anymore whether it's you know on on flow or if it's with us or with a different outlet i mean there's just so many ways of watching now so that obviously helps too but i think and i hope you know for our sake that it's going to continue to, to just keep flourishing So, yeah, so that's enough about me, you know. Um, I've I've got, you know, I get to rambling a lot, but we want to hear more about you. So, I guess, you know, obviously one of the first questions is, how did you get started in, in auto racing? Where did your career begin here?
0: Well... You know, a lot of people know, uh, Ryan, that my wife, of course, is an officer for the U.S. military, which is, you know, that's, you'll hear me say it a lot of racetracks. We thank our veterans and our military and anyone listening to this broadcast right now who has served or is serving so much of a gratitude for your service. We, we couldn't do it without you, and we appreciate your service. Um, you know, th- th- this is a story that, you know, a lot of people know. Some people don't. But I did a, f- a little bit of announcing in the Deep South, um, Fayetteville Motor Speedway in Fayetteville, North Carolina, when my wife and I were located at Fort Jackson in South Carolina, it was about an hour and a half, two-hour drive, and I would go help out, I think, Mr. Jim Long, and a great promoter. Um, so I helped him a little bit. Uh, 2000, I want to say 18, I believe, almost, we got relocated to Keesler Air Force Base in Biloxi, Mississippi. Um i in the medical field have no license in mississippi so i decided to relocate here my parents were older at the time and decided to help take care of them a little bit and first of all my first race was two weeks old in the car seat my father raced at level motor speedway for years in figure eight so this is a natural thing for me i i grew up at the racetrack it was weird not to be at a racetrack every weekend uh, when you're addicted to something like the racetrack you miss it you're you're hating yourself um so friday nights we was figure eight at louisville Motorsports. Saturday night was over racing um unfortunately that track closed down a lot of people know uh, we went to bluegrass speedway where you know very well out in barchtown which is about 30 minutes from our home in shepherdsville and my dad raced um stock cars on dirt loved that track it's almost like salem it's high banked long straightaways Uh, They closed that one in 2011, and that was very hard for me. Another track closed. So what's to do? Sports Drum Speedway. I went and watched, you know, my good buddy, Hawk Carroll Adams. You'll hear me talking to him a lot. He'll be on next week, Uh, one of my great friends. Um, He runs the Race 8 program there. So what had happened was, I'll never forget this. I went to Sports Drum Speedway on April 27, 2019, the week prior, that is. And I said on the back stretch. And my ideals started clicking. I said, This is what I wanna do. I-, I wanna help promote. I wanna help build places. I know I have what it takes. Um so the next weekend, uh, April 26, sixth, twenty nineteen, I'll never forget it, rained out sports drum on that Saturday night. Moved it to Sunday. So being a race fan, I found another track in Kentucky, Cedar Ridge, down in Morgantown, Kentucky, that was running. So my dad and I went. I sat there and looked at the track and heard these announcers behind me talking. It was a pair. It was like a godsend. You know, reach out to Brandon Taylor, who was the pit steward at Sports Speedway. And I said, look, I know you probably don't know me, but I know I have what it takes. Could I come try out to be you know, with your announcer, Mike Benson? He goes, sure, I'll I'll reach out to Mike Benson and see what he thinks. Well, I'm impatient. I am impatient. My wife will tell you the same thing. I reached out to Mike Benson myself, and I said, hey, Mike, this is what I'm bringing to the table. He says, sure, come up and see me Sunday. So I'm like, all right, I can't believe it. I was going up to meet the guy. That Sunday comes, I go meet Mike Benson. He goes, well, you want to do some play-by-play today? I'm like, what? I said, today, I said, I'm just coming to meet you. When that mic got placed in my hand, I'm telling you, Ryan, it it gives me goosebumps because when I talked on that mic, I was connecting with every person out there. And here's how I describe announcing. When I'm at the racetrack with my father growing up, I'm like, oh, dad, look, look over there. Look, he's in turn one. That started to turn. The voice was there. The knowledge is here. I knew it had. So I left SportsStone that Sunday. Texts came in. Tweets. Social media, Facebook. Who is the sky? What is going on? The birth of Will Greenwell was there. And I am so humbled that that day, April 27, 2019, it started in this area. And, man, it just it planted the seed. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine it. But, uh, yeah, and what I got here, talk about the vision. Somewhere in the short track world, we lost that driver-fan connection. And I think if you can highlight, what would my title be? What would my summary be of my book that I'm writing? Bring Back Driver Fan Connection. It's as simple and the message to all promoters out there. Have on-track autographs nine times out of ten a lot of these people and fans that come to short track racing today do not have someone to pull for it's short track racing right and it's great why not on track autographs pre-show let these fans get to know drivers now guess what example this kid goes out on the track talks to someone like jamie beerman now Jamie Bierman's got a fan. Guess what? That person's going to come back every week and pull for Jamie Bierman. They're going to purchase their shirts because that is the love of short track racing. And that was my main go. And I think we succeeded that at Sports Drum Speedway and, uh, you know, put all the effort into it. I can't say enough good things about Sportstrom. I, I love them to death. Mike Gibson's great promoter. Uh, he gave me the foundation. If it wasn't for Brandon Taylor talking to Mike Benson, if it wasn't for Mike Benson, Mike Benson's a really good friend of mine. Uh, I think the world of Mike. Um, you know, he he did just wonders.
1: So you mentioned the you know the birth of of Will Greenwell. So you know, some people know, some people don't. Wild Will where did that come from how did that happen you know wild will i
0: thought it was silly at first to be honest with you and mike benson my good buddy he would he's great to work with mike we had so much fun in that press box and there's some untold stories that i have with mike benson that uh, is just if people knew on the mic they would probably go what in the hell uh but Mike Benson, he he was Magic Mike. He, he called himself Magic Mike because he was a disc jockey before that. And, of course, he's the owner and guru of A1 Porter Potty. So he would say, Magic Mike and Wild Will Greenwell. So I'm like, Wild Will Greenwell? So basic as Wild Will Greenwell? And as weeks went by, kids would come up to me and say, Hey, Wild Will. Hey, Wild Will, how are you doing? I'm like, Wild Will, okay. So... This is another story that people don't know, and it was during the 2019 season. I'll never forget this. I'm like, how am I going to solidify Wild Will? Am I crazy enough? Am I on the edge enough? Well, Mike Gibson calls me on a Wednesday night. I'm at home writing material. Mike calls me and says, hey, Will, I need your help. I said, yeah, Mike, what's going on? He goes, I need a bus driver for my figure eight race. I said, hmm. It dawned on me. I hung up the phone. I said, All right, I'll look. It's like, what about me? What what about me? No, you're you're stupid. Don't do it. Don't do it. Hmm. I called him back. I said, Hey, what about me? And he goes, Have you drove a bus before? I will say I fibbed. It's like maybe a church bus or something like that. And he's like, all right, I'm sure well he said let me think about it because i got one guy le make sure he's not driving a bus and the bus is yours so i'm thinking no it's not gonna happen so i'm I'm not doing anything about it well he calls me back the bus is yours like so i tell my mom and dad and my mom's like no you're not no you're not are you really he's like yeah i'm going to drive a bus uh my wife did not know though and i got in trouble for that um So, apparently, you know, that night, that day I got up, I was happy-go-lucky. That night, it was time for me to go down and get in the bus. So, I'm like, I need a helmet. So, one of the drivers gave me, what, an open-face helmet. I'm like, okay, we'll go with this. I was like, is this thing tight? So, Benny, who's the record driver at Sports Drum Speedway, he tightens my belts. I was like, is this thing going to come unbolted? Because I'm looking at the floor. All of a sudden... I'm like, I spray paint Wild Will on the side of the bus. You know, people love it. And I was like, is this going to make me Wild Will? I guess. Is it going to solidify it? Sure. The people are going crazy. Sold out crowd. And I put that helmet on. I was inside that bus. I didn't know what to do. I filed into formation. And lap 12, I'll never forget it. I was coming around the turn. Ronnie Basham he was coming around the turn and i said no we're not so i didn't think he was going to hit me that time i'm just riding all casual pow the last thing i remember is the red light check engine light going off and i was upside down and i'll never forget the crowd was quiet i opened my eyes i didn't unbuckle myself cuz the the door was down on the ground so i was hung upside down like a roller coaster and i was like am i alive so all of a sudden ronnie i mean it was a hard hit so ronnie ran over and checked on me and ronnie said you okay i said yeah i'm great he goes all right well let's get on the bus and go crazy i got out the crowd went wild i was like maybe this solidified wild will because that was the craziest thing that i have ever done it's on youtube i I don't know i look at the bus the frame was knocked out it was a hard hit but my, my buddy Mike Benson, he's solidified that. He's the guru behind the Wild Will Greenwell. It, it's it's come all the way to the Wild Will Throwdown podcast. You know, it, it's very cool. The fans are the greatest thing ever. I love talking to the fans. I love interacting with the fans, you know, everywhere
1: I go. Um, it, it's incredible. So, obviously, you know, with the formation of this new show and, and just – just everything you've got going on right now on your your career here in motorsports, you know everybody's got a little bit of a catchphrase. Your catchphrase that we're going to be printing on your shirts, which I love, by the way. I, I love the 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 proof you sent me. You know, secret. yes, that's that's a secret. Yeah, so watch out. What what's all that about?
0: Well, thank you. Yeah, the secret's out. We're getting my own shirt now that uh, everyone can purchase soon. So that's great. No, that's great. You know that you've heard it here first on the wild we'll throw down. Um, here's the deal. Authentic. We talk about authenticity. You have the James Essex, Oh, my. You have the old Don Lister. Oh, my. Uh, you have Mike Benson's. Get them right. Get them tight when they're coming to the line. I didn't script it. I didn't say watch out. It was just natural because when I'm up there announcing once again, like I'm at my dad's side at the racetrack saying, hey, look at this, look at that. It was one of those things that really came naturally until people brought it to my attention. You know, and they're coming up, watch out, you know, just saying that loud over the mic. That's my first reaction, watch out, because at Sportstrom it happened a lot. So I got to say, watch out a lot. Um, so people know me by that. Uh, you know, there's pe- drivers that call me when they see their video saying, hey, we love when you said watch out. You know, it's pretty cool to have that kind of feel to it. And, and the watch out phrase came to life at Sports Drum over the past three years. Like I said, I didn't realize I was saying it until people brought it to my attention. Um, so it was really cool that people know me by that, but, uh, man, that that's just, it's been incredible. But anyways, let's go back to you here. You had a busy weekend at Paragon Speedway. Talk a little bit about that. And I know it was a long night for you.
1: Yeah, we had the uh, 14th annual no way out 40, uh, Paragon Speedway this year. Um, 410 non-wing sprint car race paying $14,000 to win this year the biggest one yet and one of the biggest sprint car races in, in Indiana um, especially non-sanctioned I think uh, USAC up at Kokomo might have like a 15000 to win show but $14,000 a lot of money on the line for those guys and um, you know we've, we've been fortunate enough to have a good relationship with the event promoter for that event and um, you know we brought on a, a Crew to to go broadcast. They had to shift it from Saturday to Sunday due to weather. So it kind of got us in a little bit of a bind. I lost my original crew and had to um, you know bring on um, you know some people that I've I've worked with, but not worked with enough to really uh, you know have that good solid you know just not everything jived all we all night long so we had a few little inconsistencies that, that drives me nuts people at home might or might not have noticed it but i'm still a little bit you know perturbed about that but yeah uh, you know they fought the weather uh, and all that and and you know that can get a dirt race program behind quicker than anything so weather but um you know the the crowd was phenomenal they they prevailed and, and got the track you know as good as they could you know give them the circumstances and Uh, you know, the racing was not bad at all. You know, it's, it's not the best no way out we've ever seen, but um, there was, you know, definitely some excitement in there and, and ultimately CJ Leary, uh, you know, got out front and, and kind of pulled away and um, picked up the win. So um, yeah, big weekend. I'm still exhausted from it. It was, um, you know, I'm, I'm getting too old. Sometimes I feel like I, I hate using that, but I can definitely feel myself on these late nights and early mornings slowing down. So uh, but it's just um, kind of caps off what I would call our, um, our off-season, per se. You know, we, we broadcast all year long, um, but I still consider some of those March shows, you know, January, February, March, it's still off-season to most people. So um, we've got a little bit of a reset here um, before we go into what I call regular season. So that's getting ready to kick off. Obviously, we'll be back here, you know, in a couple of weeks, and um man, I'm just kind of ready to get this year started. I'm ready for better weather. I'm ready to, you know, we've got we've made a lot of plans, obviously, and I, I'm just ready to start executing those and, and just continuing to to promote short track racing.
0: Absolutely, and uh, we appreciate you coming on today, but I want to ask you one more question for our listeners out there. If there is someone out there that wants to get their race or have their race broadcasted by Dirt 2 Media, uh, what do they do? Who do they contact?
1: Yeah, the easiest thing um, is just contact me. Um, you know, a lot of people reach out either email at Dirt Two Media. It's Dirt Number Two Media at Gmail um, Send a message into our Facebook page, a message into our Twitter. Um, message me directly. Get my phone number for somebody. Whatever you got to do, but um, but yeah, we're you know we've got a full schedule this year, so it's it's um, it comes down to. Um, you know, getting everything staffed—that's that's the biggest thing right now. Um, but if you've got a, you know, an event out there, a track, and if you can kind of help me out with some staffing, say, hey, I know a guy that can possibly run a camera, or we can do this. You know, that's ultimately going to help out. But um, you know, we've we've been very um, fortunate, and I'm proud of of the money that we have you know, been able to, uh, the revenue we've generated for these tracks, you know, we've paid out thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to the tracks in in the past two or three years. And um, that's a little bit of a misconception sometimes with live streaming that it's, it'll take people from the stands. And, and you know, it's, it can, it, it very well, it can, but you know, what we have seen with these relationships like obviously with Salem and, and Brownstown and all these places, we've got kind of a long standing relationship. It's really, you know, it's added value to the facility, it's added value to the series that, that might we might be covering. And ultimately that's what we're trying to do is add value. Uh and, and if you're looking to add value to your event, your facility you know, I would definitely consider it. If nothing else, call me. Let's have a conversation about it. Let's talk about it. See, you know, if it makes sense for you. If it doesn't make sense for you, at least get educated and, and don't just, you know, cut it out right off the bat.
0: Ryan, I, I can speak for everyone. We appreciate it. You know, this is our pilot episode. This is the inaugural Wild Will Throwdown of many to come. We're very excited. And uh, thanks
1: for coming on today, my friend. Yep, absolutely. Thank you, Will. And um, can't wait to get this season going. Once again, guys, thank you
0: for everyone who tuned in today. Also, very special thanks to Ryan Bowling with Dirt 2 Media for coming on, being our inaugural guest here at the Wild Wheel Throwdown. This podcast, like I said in the beginning, is to just highlight our local racers in the Midwest and talk a little bit about national flair. But, guys, this is what we want for short track racing. I, as well as everyone, knows that I am a big advocate for short track racing in the area. I have a lot of tracks that I will be at this year announcing at and calling the races for, possibly Colorado. I'll be up at Lorraine and Painesville Speedway in Ohio, uh, here at Salem Speedway, of course, and a little couple other things we're working on, so we're getting ready to announce that soon. So we're very excited for that. Please remember, if nothing else, always, always, always support your local short track. I'm Will Greenwell, and I'll see you around the turn.